welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. I'm here with Jacob Knowles, who is going to tell us how he has launched multiple seven-figure e-commerce brands and done over $10 million. That's eight figures in print on demand sales or help, you know, be, be a part of some of your uh, clients journeys, right? You're going to explain all that to us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So started back drop shipping in like 2016. I was a senior in college, um, you know, failed first couple Shopify stores, but eventually found my groove with Facebook ads. Um, Facebook ads and Instagram ads definitely was my focal point. Um, building my print on demand brands, building my e-commerce brands, eventually got to the point where I actually had people reaching out and seeing if maybe I would help them with their Facebook ads um, and help them scale up their existing brands. And so, um, yeah, for the last few years, I've been building my print on demand brands and helping other people do the same for themselves. I want to know more about like, cause <laughs> I had the same thing where I learned how to build websites in college. Like that was like kind of my thing. And so I never had to advertise people just like in my networks, just said, everybody knew somebody that needed a website. So like, how did people end up reaching out to you about help with like running ads? And I wanted to know also who's doing your fulfillment back then, just out of curiosity for your orders. Yeah. So essentially it was from posting some results. I would get, I would get excited and I would post um, a story about a product that was working well for me or a Facebook ad strategy that was working well for me. And then I would get, um, you know, some other people in this, in the same, you know, markets and the same selling some of the same things, you know, they'd reach out and they want me to help them with their Facebook ads. Um, Fulfillment wise, mainly Printful. Um, Of course, back then there weren't as many print on demand suppliers available. So Printful was our main go-to. And as they scaled up, um, I recently did a a Facebook um, ads case study for a client where we helped them scale to a million and beyond. Um, They are essentially doing print on demand at first, and they were eventually able to transition to actually getting a warehouse and doing some of their orders from there as well. So um, they kind of do, they still do a fusion of um, print on demand and in-house fulfillment. That's awesome too. Cause I just, uh, interviewed somebody else just last week who basically had scaled up a business, very similar trajectory in that they, um, were doing the POD, but it was almost like, like valid, like it, it validated the, the concept. And, you know, if it, you know, I'll just tell you what it was. Cause we showed it in the, in the interview. It was like yoga leggings were one of the products that they sold really well. But if you're using like Printful to fulfill those, I mean, crazy, crazy high prices, not a knock on Printful. I'm sure it's just associated with doing it on demand. So they Mm -hmm. ended up just like finding the winners, the best of the best, pre-ordering them at, you know, a significant discount and then sending them to a, you know, 3PL. So yeah, Yeah. I'm interested to see the case study. It's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, super exciting. Those, those, um, I think we're going to reveal the store here as well and kind of show what they were selling. Um, But they found a niche for themselves that worked really well. And then they were able to just double down on designs. And um, we can also talk about some of the offers that they had, because it wasn't just the products that they were selling. Um, They may have a product that's working well for many different brands, but they would pair it with an offer. Um, And of course, this comes in with the Facebook ads as well. We would pair it with an offer like get a free hat or get uh, buy one, get one free, something along those lines. And we would outpace and outcompete our competitors. Um, we get cheaper clicks, we get cheaper costs um, per purchase. And then we'd also build an audience of people who would want to have um, they want to purchase multiple things from us over time. So we'd have a higher average order value. So, yeah, those are all like 
I mean, I'm not trying to pretend to be the Facebook ads expert, but obviously too, yeah, the average order value is an important concept. If we can bump that up, whether we're running Facebook ads or any ads, really, I mean, even not even running ads, this is one of those things that I made kind of a point of doing in my Etsy listings this year was like adding multiple products with the same design. Cause if it's a winning design for a t-shirt, they might want it on a sweatshirt too. make yeah. it available. You know, little things like that can um, really bump up. I feel like your, your revenues. Definitely. By the way, we haven't mentioned your YouTube channel. Do you want to do a quick plug for that? And on the intro, I'm going to make sure I do an overlay so that everybody knows to go check out your YouTube channel. Cause uh, I, I love talking to other like POD successful entrepreneur YouTubers and whatnot. So why don't you tell them what they can expect to find there? And I'll put it at the first link in the description. Definitely. So over the past couple of years, I've been sharing my journey. I don't want to try and say that I'm, you know, an expert and that I know everything. I mean, part of the reason why I started my YouTube channel was so that you could see behind the scenes what I'm doing, um, not only for my own businesses, but also for my clients. And um, that way, you know, as I grow and as I continue to, to learn new things in e-commerce, um, you know, hopefully some other people can, can gather some value from that as well. So if you if you like learning about print on demand, if you want to see um, some of the latest updates with even like artificial intelligence, like AI art and stuff like that, um, we'd be talking a lot about that on my channel. So um, definitely just looking to help people any way that I can and offer, um, you know, any insights to help them grow faster and, and make more money online. Yeah, it's, it's criminal how some channels have like way less subscribers. I talked to like Chris Heckman, you know, kind of similar story to you in a sense of like, his success story and what he's been able to accomplish. And like, you guys should have so much more subscribers. So I do hope that like we can shine a light on your channel and get you some more. Um, by the way, before we start talking like about the case study and all that stuff, kind of more in line with my typical subscribers that are watching and what they might be interested in. Like, do you want to talk about other ways that you're selling POD? I know you mentioned you're successful with Amazon merch. Do you want to tell a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, so my strategy, at least the way I see it, is I have a Shopify, I have Shopify brands, but then I take those products and I sync them up to Etsy, I sync them up to Amazon FBA, um, and then also I do Amazon Merch, which is a little bit separate, but still very, very lucrative to be in. Um, and then that way I still have some passive and organic streams um, alongside the paid traffic that I'm running with Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Um, it's also a good testing ground. You can list your products on these marketplaces. And if something's starting to sell well on those marketplaces, it might be time to try and test it again on Facebook ads um, and direct that traffic back to your Shopify store. Um, I would say going into 2024 and beyond, we're probably going to see TikTok shop. We're going to see Facebook shop like directly on the platforms become more important. Um, so we may see a shift away from Shopify and a little bit more of a shift towards TikTok shop and, and Facebook shop and things of that nature. But um, I'm also in the Amazon affiliate program lately. That's been, that's been a really good thing. Um, that, Is that influencers, I'm sorry, influencers or affiliate? The influencers. Yeah. 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 That program is really good right now for anyone that is looking to kind of keep, just get their feet wet in affiliate marketing, but they don't want to send traffic to Amazon. Highly recommend that. It's a little bit off topic, but it's a good. No, no, man. Yeah. Can I ask like how you found out about it out of curiosity? Actually, it was from one of your videos. Um, I heard about the opportunity and um, I was like, dang, I at least want to try and apply and see if I can get in. Um, got accepted pretty quickly and just started uploading some stuff around the house that I had. And it's it's really cool, guys, because the amount of work you would need to generate to send traffic to Amazon to get the amount of commissions. Um, I'm already at a thousand monthly and I just started like two months ago. Um, that would require a lot of time and effort to build up that much traffic and send over to Amazon most of the time. But with it being on site, 
with, with my videos getting placed on the actual product pages. Um, as Ryan talks about a lot, it takes up a lot more digital real estate and you get more opportunities to earn commissions. So dude, that's sick, man. Like, and yeah. you're embarrassing me now. I've, uh, I've only really done like four days worth of like recording. So that's my excuse. Uh, my mm -hmm. last seven days were 125 bucks profit. So it's nice. not too bad. I think I did the math and it was like plus $6,600, I think annually. Yeah. I always think like, you know, extend it out to a year. Same. You know? Yeah, so it's sure. like you spend four days working, maybe you add a fifth of like uploads and stuff like that. And, uh, you added $6,600 to your annual income. I mean, like yeah. sometimes like, you, got, you know, we were YouTubers, we have to put out clickbaity titles and thumbnails to get people to watch it. But like that, that's one of those opportunities that I'm really hoping people follow through with my girlfriend's yeah. by the way, killing me. She's crushing me. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's doing like a little bit more effort, but yeah, like, so between us, yeah, we're doing really well two months in. So glad Definitely. you found the video useful. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So now I want to learn from you. All right. Now you got to repay the favor. Uh, <laughs> I'm like genuinely interested in how to succeed with when we say like Shopify print on demand, like what are we really talking about? It's like our own website where we own, you know, basically the whole, the whole thing, uh, every aspect of it. So do you want to talk about like this case study or really any of your brands or anything that, you know, would be interesting? Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about greater half. They're essentially the client case study that I did recently um, on my Facebook channel or on my YouTube channel. You can go and watch that for the full case study. But um, essentially, they're a patriotic brand. Um, you know, I would say even like going into 2024, there's going to be a lot, obviously, a lot of politics going around and stuff. So this might be a good niche for people to consider. Um, but they came in and they wanted assistance with scaling their brands. They had they had some Second Amendment jerseys that were kind of popping off and kind of working for them, but um, they wanted more consistency. And so we came in and we, we helped them um, develop more products and do more testing on Facebook ads. Um, ultimately, with Facebook ads, it comes down to testing. One of the main things I talk about in that case study, um, we tried a lot of different customer review um, images. So when someone would send in an image for a review, we would use that in our ads. And then we would potentially use their review as well. So if they gave a five-star review testimonial, we would use that in our marketing. And we would go through maybe 10 to 15 different images before we would find one that would really succeed for us. So if you're going to be doing Facebook ads and Shopify, um, you do need to be aware that you need to do a little bit of testing. But what I always teach is like low, the lowest budget testing you can possibly do, especially when you're getting started. Um, that way you can do like $5 daily budgets on your ad sets, find what works, and then you can scale that up and do a lot more. So nice. Yeah. I mean, even $5 a day is enough. Like this is me from the outside looking in without much mm -hmm. of a clue. I've run like, I can count on one hand, the number of Facebook ads I've ever ran. So yeah, the lowest they will actually let you um, bid is $5 a day. Um, and so you can start with that at the ad set level and test out an interest. Like if you're selling a dog product, you might want to test out like Petco or pet owners or dog behavior or something like that. Um, and then that one $5 ad set test is within a couple of days, you're going to get the data back and it will tell you whether or not it's worth pursuing and continuing. And then also you have to you have to keep an eye on the ads as well. You have to monitor the ads and figure out which ones are going to perform best for you. And, and, and obviously they're going to be profitable in the long run. So nice. That's awesome. So just to, I, I guess, zoom out too. So you take on clients, you're open to taking on clients to uh, assist with, you know, building out their, their, their ads and whatnot, anything beyond that. Um, group. So I'm opening group coaching, um, pretty soon to, um, basically get closer with my audience and be able to, 
kind of handhold them along the way and help them figure out what products they want to launch, um, show some, show more client case studies of what's worked well for them, um, showing behind the scenes of my own business and everything. So doing group coaching um, and then one-on-one -on -one consulting as well to help anyone that has any, any, any growing pains in their print on demand business, or if someone's just looking to launch and they need some assistance as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And that can make such a big difference. Uh, like doing it early on, you know what I mean? Like getting these uh, insights from people who are more successful than you early on can help anybody that's watching this video that might be on the fence. And I mean, obviously we're putting out this YouTube content, not even trying to upsell, but obviously it's different. You know, this is a one-way communication um, yeah. to anybody watching and, you know, sitting down and being able to ask questions and whatnot is um, definitely, it's nice. I know a lot of people appreciate that. I still take one-on-one -on -one calls. The price yeah. has gone up a little bit since I initially launched that option, but uh you know, my time, there's still only 24 hours in a day, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I really just try and I really just try and help people where they're at. So if you have a successful brand that you're wanting to take from, you know, you're, you're just not able to scale it as far as you want to, you know, I can work with you there. Or if you're a beginner and you're trying to figure out how to set up your Shopify store, your Etsy store and everything still, I can help you there too. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Also, I didn't mention, but I love that uh, you took the like complimentary approach I call it like I call it the complimentary approach. In my mind, it's just the logical approach. It's like you already did the work. Just push it on the, like the more all these platforms that rank well on Google, you know, and get the extra visibility, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I'm missing the 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 missing piece of the pie is the um you know for me more or less like I, I started my first Shopify POD store this year, but I only did organic like traffic. Mm -hmm. I'm up to like maybe 120 sales or so. You know what I mean? That's just what was available. I mean, it's in a trending niche, so. Um, yeah. I was surprised to see any sales truly. Cause I was like web developer mindset, like give it a year before Google starts to trust it. And I guess maybe cause it was Shopify. Like I literally got organic traffic and my first sale within seven days of the, the site going live. So that was crazy. But, um, what, yeah. what, like, what can you teach us? Like, I know you had a screen share queued up. Let me know when you want to show, um, what you had planned. Yeah, for sure. So, and definitely I would say like going forward with your Shopify store, you may want to look into making sure you're synced up with TikTok shop and then maybe running some TikTok ads too. Um, but as far as wanting to run some Facebook ads, you're, you're just um, testing wise, you'll just have to figure out also products that are high enough profit margin. So you don't want to do like t-shirts or anything. You want to find something that has a decent profit margin, but um, yeah, we can go ahead and show off um, greater half if you want. Sorry, what'd you say? Oh, I said $30 t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really expensive. <laughs> that problem. Clothing. <laughs> yeah. So guys, this is the brand um, that I helped scale to a million and beyond in revenue. And we tried to, we kept them around the 20 to 30% profit margin. Um, essentially they sold polos, they sold um, second amendment jerseys, all different kinds of patriotic type apparel. So hats, flags, stuff like that. Um, and so if you want to get some inspiration from them, go check out their website. They're always launching new products and everything. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something you could do with print on demand. I think printful and awkward styles. I think they have polos, um, they have hats and things of that nature. Um, and this was only with Facebook ads that I helped them with. So they also have their SMS campaigns. They also have their email marketing um, to where if someone were to come on their website and put something in their cart and then leave, um, you know, they'd have retargeting campaigns that they would get texts, they'd get emails and things of that nature. So all of that um, I cover inside of the case study on my channel. I don't want to go too much into detail into how we actually set up the retargeting and the lookalike audiences and things like that. Because another thing I'll say about Facebook ads is 
it's it's data dependent. So whenever you start fresh with a brand new pixel that has no data and a website that doesn't have a ton of data, um, it's way harder to find your customers. But as you start getting sales and as you start getting those ads that are clicking and resonating with your audience, that's whenever um, your data starts to build up on your pixel and then Facebook becomes a lot more hyper-targeted. Um, and then I talk about this in the case study, but eventually you can make lookalike audiences, which basically it's what it sounds like. They're audiences that look exactly like people who have already purchased from you or added to cart um, and taken similar actions to your other customers. Yeah, I mean, that's, I was going to ask you to kind of elaborate on that, but yeah, that's a great, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's good to know that those exist, right? Like I remember prior to me knowing they existed and then finding out about them, I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Just as my former you know, web developer brain. I'm like, yes, that's leveraging that information, that data that they have and in, in, in a way that makes a lot of sense. And then obviously probably, I mean, I don't know, do they charge extra for us to target lookalike audiences just because we're like leveraging their data to, to kind of tap into new markets? Like in your, in, in your, in opinion? theory, as far as I know, they don't. Um, it's just a, it's a custom audience specifically for like, based off of your data. Um, and I don't think there's a higher charge for that. Typically, um, you you run lookalike audiences and you're going to see a higher return on your investment. So if there is a, a charge to it, you know, you still get a higher return on your investment at the end of the day. So got you. And I wanted to also ask, as someone who hasn't implemented like the full stack, I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, I don't want to make this about me, but it's like when I would mess around with like Shopify in the past for like my FBA products and stuff. Yeah. Like, man, I could tinker all day. I could go into that black hole that like most people might spend a month. Like I could spend a month, but like of maybe extra efficient at using computers since I've been like obsessed with them since I was 13 yeah. and my web developer brain would go and I would literally go be like hacking the source code of the page nonstop being like, I'm not going to pay for that Shopify add-on. I'm just going to build it myself. All that crap. If somebody's watching right now, they're not going to waste all the time that I did. Cause I've, that's just probably a terrible idea. Is there an easy, like kind of turnkey way? to implement like the Facebook pixel to implement the SMS, not maybe not the marketing aspect, but like just the collection, just the, the beginning. Is there an easy way to implement like something to do like email marketing? I just talked yesterday or two days ago about like ever be email uh, for automating Etsy email communications. And they actually have about as close to a turnkey solution as you could imagine. Is there something like that for Shopify? Is it something you teach? Yeah. Shopify is a little more turnkey. So as soon as you launch your store and have traffic going to it, you should be collecting emails. Now, as far as actually setting up the email flows, they do have a basic email flow set up for retargeting and stuff like that. But then you would need to go in and, and tweak it if you wanted to add in like additional emails and things like that. It's actually fairly new on, on Shopify. They didn't used to have the email marketing feature. Now they, now they have the flows and everything to set up. Um, getting started with the Facebook pixel, that also used to be a little bit more difficult where you had to go in and kind of put that in the code yourself and everything. Now, um, if you just go to the app store, the, the, um, the Shopify app store and download Facebook or Meta, it might be called Meta now that will help you sync up with TikTok or with Facebook shop and with the Facebook pixel and get all your settings going. Um, one thing you might want to do is warm up your Facebook page a little bit. So make some posts that relate to your audience. If you have a general page, just post some like memes and stuff like that. Try and get some activity going on the page. And then that way, whenever you start running ads, um, your CPMs and everything will hopefully be a little bit lower since you have a little history on Facebook. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would recommend having like the social media pages kind of set up. This is almost like assuming you've got a little bit of a brand presence. And you mentioned TikTok shop too. We kind of all over the place, mm -hmm. but I also love it. Mm -hmm. um, what are you like? 
TikTok shop, man. So it's kind of like implying you have a business page, like a business TikTok page set up. Is do they let you kind of target people that have watched your videos? Is it similar to like having a pic, a Facebook pixel on a website in that sense, in some way? Um, absolutely. So it's it's basically linked to your business TikTok page, and then your catalog of products. Actually, so there's a surprising amount of organic traffic that comes from TikTok Shop. I wasn't expecting this. Um, once I uploaded my catalog of Shine On products and my other print on demand products and stuff. I started seeing some organic sales, um, but the main thing that I assume TikTok is going to push for in the future is obviously using their ads platform to target um, with your products and stuff. But what you can do is you can launch organic content on your products. You, you, you could be an influencer for your own brand, or you could just do faceless videos and you could, you could post organic videos and tag your products and you could, you could do it that way. You could just upload your catalog and not do anything and you could get organic sales that way. Or you could, if you really want to scale it, then you would list your products in the catalog and then launch TikTok ads and run advertisements to those products. So, And are you pushing to like, are you doing like kind of a middleman like Shopify to TikTok or are you going direct to TikTok shop? So with Printful, um, I'm directly integrating with TikTok shop with Printful. With Shine On, since they don't have a direct integration, I'm using my Shopify store as like a middleman to connect to TikTok. Got you. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. somebody's going to hear that and want to know. Yeah. Uh, when I yeah. sat down with Eric, man, he was hyping the, uh, did you mention the, the like acrylic blocks type stuff? Or what are they called? Like the LED, I don't know. Do you have yeah, any the LED, like the LED acrylic art. Um, and for a long time, I didn't exactly know how to sell that product. I saw him talking about it and saying it was selling and I know some people were taking the message card messages and putting them on the acrylics and that kind of worked. But what I'm seeing work really well right now for the LED acrylic signs are like kids nightlights. So whether you personalize it with their name or whether you just have like a kids themed like nightlight, it actually ends up working pretty well because um, it's obviously it's an LED light up sign and stuff. So. Yeah. There you go. Anybody that's still watching, uh, that mm -hmm. you need to write down and take it and run. I'll drop my link to Shine On, shameless plug, in the uh, description too, in case you're not already. Uh, it'll be underneath Jacob's YouTube channel, though. Should I link them to your channel or to the case study? What do you think's better? Let's go to the case study. Okay, yeah. I think that's good. Yep. And um, anything else you want to talk about with regards to that? I know we wanted to kind of talk about um, how I, I don't know, man. But how do we frame it? Like, kind of how we had a similar trajectory in the sense of kind of born into not like necessarily like, you know, free, like money and free opportunity. And we kind of just like grinded our way and have yeah. followed a trajectory upwards and kind of like where this has taken like us in terms of like using the money that we've made and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think print on demand has like at the time when I first heard about e-commerce or drop shipping or print on demand, it was easy to fall into the illusion that maybe it was going to be this get get rich quick scheme and that it was just going to be an overnight thing because all these people are telling you that. Um, but for me, I decided very similar to you. I just decided I was going to make it work. Like if it can work for someone else, it can work for me too. Um, you know, I didn't come from a lot of money. You know, my parents had me, you know, working as soon as I, you know, could work and everything. And so when it came to trying to figure out what I wanted to, to do after college and everything, I knew I didn't necessarily want to do the nine to five and I didn't want to lose my location freedom and my time freedom and everything else that went along with that. And so what I'm trying to say is that print on demand and e-commerce, while it seems so small um, or at first, at first it might seem big and then you kind of get disappointed once you start going into it and seeing that it's going to take more work. 
but if you stick to it and you just stay consistent with it, then it can open so many opportunities for you. Like for me personally, it, it opened the door to being able to own real estate. It opened the door to being able to teach others about, about these opportunities. Um, copywriting, Facebook advertising, YouTube, like being a YouTuber, all these different things stemmed from deciding to build an online business and deciding to, to get into print on demand. So um, all the people that I've met, even this interview that I'm on now, it all comes from the decision to just keep going and build that online um, income and just, you know, figure out what works and, and be consistent with it. Yeah. I love hearing that, man. And, uh, you know, I, like I had these like mantras that would go through my head, like along with, like, as I'm going along my journey, one of them was just make it work for you, you know? Cause yeah. And you can watch these YouTube print on demand videos all day and you'll get a mix of people talking about what worked for them. Like what worked for you. It's like, I haven't even attempted the Shopify Facebook ads aspect yet. I'm still over here doing well for myself. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like, pick your flavor. Anybody watching, like pick your flavor, make it work for you. You don't have to do all the above. Um, you are watching a video where two people though, did kind of take a very complimentary <laughs> approach. So maybe take a note of that. Cause I really believe in that. It's like, it's low friction. If you let it be, you know what I mean? Like pushing yeah. something that you sold on Etsy to Amazon, like you just set it up and then it's, it's uh, one minute per product, you know? Um, yeah. Find those low friction opportunities, try and eliminate anything that's taking too much of your time and isn't giving you that, that output, you know, the 80, 20, um, principle type type thinking. So definitely agree with that. And uh, before we leave, man, I want to know, like you said, real estate, anything else you're, you're any other cool ways you're putting your money to work? Like I try to be well hedged, well diversified in like a traditional sense. Um, you know, like I don't mind, we don't have to turn it into a crypto discussion, but it's like, I'm bullish on that in the near to, you know, 2024. I don't know how long I'm not like long, long, long term outside yeah. of just owning Bitcoin that I'll never sell, but, um, yeah. and like maybe real estate, you know, that I have, but uh, anything that you have in terms of generating some alpha in our investing. I'll throw in, I'll throw in my two cents. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on crypto or anything, but I'm seeing some activity with AVAX. Um, there's a lot of gaming games and stuff being built on AVAX. Um, so if you, that's my two cents. Um, and then, you know, I, but what I try and focus on is dividend investing. I don't know. I don't know what your investing strategy is. I try and I like, I like cash flow. Um, so dividend investing is appealing to me because even if the market's tanking, I'm still getting, dividends and stuff. And so, um, real estate, when I, when I focus on real estate, I'm not buying something to try and hope, hope that it increases in value. It probably will, but I'm looking at the cash flow. So if I buy a property and then I put it, um, on Airbnb and I rent it out, I'm looking for a profit. I'm not just looking to cover my bills and everything. So, um, investing wise, I would say, you know, don't even focus on investing until you kind of build your online business up and you have a little bit more time to, to look into that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great mm -hmm. tip. Cause yeah, we all know people that, uh, aren't where they should be with regards to the cash flow. you know, like however yeah. you want to frame it dollars. I always thought dollars per day, but you could think of it as like per month or per year, whatever, however you need to frame it in your mind to like stay focused. Yeah. But yeah, once you have it, you know, the disposable income, you can really get into the, um, like responsible side of investing as opposed to thinking like, okay, the only way I'm going to make it is if I YOLO in stock options and exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not the, it's not the way it's not the path forward. You know, I was just watching an interview on uh, impact theory yesterday about uh, whoever he had on was just talking about like compound interest. And it's like, it really is. It's like, you can outperform like 95% of investors by simply, you know, buying like index funds really that'll pay yeah. you a dividend and just like brainlessly do it, you know? And, pretty much yep. works. <laughs> Not exciting, but yeah. 
yeah, it's not exciting at all, but it does work. And but you do need the need to have some cash to be able to start that. So yep. Well, hopefully this interview helped them with that. And uh, Jacob, man, anything else that you know you didn't get a chance to talk about? Because you know I'm all ears. Um, everything you shared so far has been really valuable. And anybody that's still watching too, let us know. Hit the you hit the like button. Let the YouTube algorithm know and drop us a comment, uh, even if it's just a thank you to Jacob. Yeah, really appreciate being here, guys. Um, if you want to see the full case study, that'll be linked below. Um, try and just be as transparent as possible and. Um, yeah, if you got value, I'd love, I would love for you to subscribe to the channel. I'm, I'm going to be posting a lot more about print on demand and hope to see you there. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate your, your time. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm.